Look, it's Disneyland. Greetings, fellow citizens of Disneyland. How are you? Missed you last week. I, uh... I just didn't have the mental bandwidth to do this part of my job. I, I spent all week, last week, making podcasts with the Circle of Trust, uh, Adventures in Design. That is my full-time job from which everything comes from, and I just dedicated my week to those folks to get through a week of insanity. But I'm back in that Disneyland mood. It's rare that it ever leaves me, but last week there was a couple of bigger things that I was stressed out about. But now we are back, and to celebrate, Philander is on the show with me today talking all about the Buena Vista Street opening at Disney's California Adventure. Something a year ago we would have rolled our eyes at, but now this is precious new real estate. If you want to get my pro tips on how to navigate Buena Vista Street, how to how to get in, how to sort of break into downtown Disney on a very busy day, head over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash adventures in design. I have a video that I made that gives you all the ins and outs on how to really master downtown Disney and now Buena Vista Street like a pro. And hey, I will be there on the opening day, which is next Thursday. Uh, If I get in as planned, and I think I got a good plan to make that happen, I will be doing a live stream. So for all of you that can't make it out to Southern California or can't make it out there on the opening, if I get in, I will be doing at least an hour on Buena Vista Street, taking you around, showing you everything and just sharing those vibes with you because the best thing about Disney is sharing it with a friend. And speaking of sharing Disneyland with your friends and speaking of Disney's California Adventure, this Friday from 6 p.m. to 10 is going to be my live stream. It's Club 1313. We get together on the 13th of every month. One day these meetups will be actually in the park, but right now we're going to have to go to virtual Disneyland. This Friday is the California Adventure Christmas Party, DCA Christmas. We're going to be doing all the fun holiday things that we just can't get to this year, but are still alive and well in virtual Disneyland. Show up and join me over on Twitch, AID Network, over on YouTube, Adventures in Design. I'll be going live at 6 p.m. and all of the holiday vibes will be there. So if you're stuck inside on a Friday and don't have a lot to do and you're missing those holiday slash Disney vibes, I'll do my best to bring them back to life for you. So join me this Friday when Club 1313 gets together. It's the the poor man's Club 33. We've got a couple extra numbers and I'm going to say a little bit of extra spirit that those Aristocats don't have. What do you say we get started with today's episode? It's Philander Butler and myself taking you to Bonavista Street. We're back, baby. We are back. Plenty of people, they started with nothing. Just a suitcase and a dream. They packed up their cases and went to new places. With a suitcase and a dream. They made the world into a place like you had never seen. Start your dreaming The rest is up to you It don't matter if you're rich or broke It don't matter if you're giving up hope All you need is 
Philander Butler. How are you, sir? I am doing well. I am. It's good to it's 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 good to always sit down and talk Disney with you. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> The problem is, is I'm always having the conversation, just sometimes you wander in it, and when you go away, I just go get in the car, and I'm just like, and then when you go over there, I'm worried keep talking. what Imagineers are going to be doing. <laughs> no, man, it, 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 you're my, my safe friend, where I know that you never tire, you nope. never wear out. Never wear out. Your magic's always strong. Uh, some say stronger than mine, and then I never talk to those people again. But uh, Philander, it, it's awesome to hang out and talk with you, bud. And uh, I, I just want to say something to the audience real quick. When you say, this is a really great podcast, especially when Philander Butler's on it, <laughs> I'm on it all the time. <laughs> I know you're trying to compliment him, but you're putting down old man Bricky. So don't make me pull the plug on Philander. It's like, this is going to be the last time you yeah. hear him today. Yeah, no, no. Or I'll just be like, uh, he's, what? Philander just said that offensive thing? Oh, wow. This is a weird episode for him. <laughs> so let's start right here. When you and I first started doing these bizarre recordings, uh, we had plenty of sunlight. Mm-hmm. We were having sweat roll into our eyes. <laughs> uh, more so you than me because you don't have hair to catch your sweat. That's right. So we were baking in the hot sun. And now it's chilly. We have on jackets. We're doing this in in, in the dark because, you know, heaven forbid, we can't be indoors with friends anymore. Oh. But that just goes to show... We're over the 250 days mark of the park being closed. Mm-hmm. We are full throttling into a holiday season without the park. And the one thing that's on the horizon that's getting everybody excited and like everything in 2020, uh, you learn to appreciate things that you often took for granted. Downtown Disney was a thing that you breezed through. Oh, yeah. Breeze through to get to one of the two parks, and Buena Vista Street was something that you breeze through to get to the fountain that you don't know the name of, and then to figure out which way am I going here. Mm-hmm. And now Buena Vista Street is this thing. Next week, that I have Rise of the Resistance nervous feelings about. Like, <laughs> can I get in? Will I be able to make it? Will I be able to get in there? I mean, I have a whole strategy, which I will not completely share on the podcast. There you go. Keep so a secret. So I don't have competitors. I ran it through Philander and he thinks it's a good plan. <laughs> but I mean, dude, I am seriously plotting, plotting and planning how I can get on Buena Vista Street mm-hmm. because it's going to feel so great yes. to go through that turnstile and to be on that street. Park soil. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I got a nice little bump from going into the former Studio 7, mm-hmm. which is now the Backlot Premiere Shop. Mm-hmm. Disney, please keep making the names as long as possible. <laughs> uh, it makes it so easy to always try to recite a fiddler, fodder, and somebody else. You know the Starbucks and DCA. I, uh, I'm a, <laughs> the long names, they keep getting longer, which is my favorite. You got, what is it? Uh, Little Mermaid, Arrow's Undersea Adventure, Star Wars, Rise of Resistance. Uh, I love a <laughs> But I love what people call them. <laughs> the full. Like, no, what, what it go, you guys going to go ride the Falcon? Oh, yeah. So, Smuggler's Run, <laughs> Millennium Falcon. Everybody breaks it down to one word. Was it Splash, Thunder, yeah, Space, Falcon, Falcon yeah, it Rise? Al- it always goes down to, to, <laughs> to one of these. But so, let's start here. Buena Vista Street reopening just in time for the holidays. Mm-hmm. This gives Downtown Disney a handful of new eateries. Yes. Uh, it adds more to the quick service than it does anything else. Yeah. But Smoke Jumpers was perfect for this. Oh, yeah. 
Smoke jumpers always had like an abundance of seating. Yeah, it was way easier to find seating outside than inside at smoke jumpers. That was perfect. Well, and outside too, I can't hear your child's cries. <laughs> it's blending in with the sound of the monorail going by. It blends in with the. Oh, you had to say monorail, but it, it it blends in with the the outdoor sounds. Whereas indoors, I I feel like the child's sitting next to me. Uh, so. We're going to have smoke jumpers back, and I want to start there because that is our border on the western side mm-hmm. of what we're getting, which I'm referring to as the Buena Vista district, because right. it, it really is kind of like a little district inside of downtown Disney. I like that. And with smoke jumpers coming back, that gets you kind of off the beaten path. If you're sitting over on the far western side, like the the tables that are over next to Sora and mm-hmm. You're pretty far in the park there. Yeah. You have no visual outlook of downtown or anything else. Like at that moment, you're legitimately sitting inside of a Disney park. Yeah, that will feel, that may feel the most normal, that area, because if people are over there sitting down, that most likely will mean that they are masked off and eating. And in that corner, it'll feel, it may feel very similar to how it used to be since we're not in an inside area. And this is the thing that I'm curious about, you know. They, they made their borders, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm at Smoke Jumpers, why not open the restroom across the way and it's give true. me that, that very unique shop that they have oh, there? Oh, yeah, Humphreys. Is yeah. that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, on Google Maps, they have the license plate blurred out on that car as if it's somebody's <laughs> real great. real license plate. Oh, we can't give this away, man. That's a nice <laughs> car. Uh, but yeah, Humphreys like a really interesting shop with what it sells. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm... I'm looking at all of this, and I don't think this is a like a I'm some sort of Disney genius, but this all to me seems like it's a dress rehearsal for big things to come, big things to happen. And I'm and I'm as we're talking about this mm-hmm. today, the reason why I want to start at Smoke Jumpers because I want to work around this perimeter and sort of talk about things that easily we could get that press release. Yes, now Humphreys is available. <laughs> it's like what is it called? Uh, yeah, it's Humphreys. It's the the bear from the old Disney cartoons. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And he, um, it's it's. I love that they used him because it's such a like a niche Disney uh, character, and they're like, why not? Just to throw him in there because they also rethemed the uh, the gentleman. Oh, I can't think of the name. The ranger from that show. It's like a playoff of Yogi Bear. Obviously, he does the voice on Grizzly River Run. But oh. it's like such a niche little thing that I don't think most people pick up on. But I do love that shop. They sell little trees in there. Yeah. Like, where do you? <laughs> yeah. It, that shop is the most like, you remember when you'd go on a field trip and you'd yep. go to like a children's museum mm-hmm. and had a really unique gift shop where there were just like things in there that would help you learn yeah. or, or make things. And the fact that they sell seeds and little trees in there, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's really, really cool. It makes it feel like natural to, to that land. Uh Grizzly Peaks, Grizzly Airfield Flats, Condor Flats. <laughs> I, I don't know what it's called anymore. I just know that that's... Grizzly Peak Airfield. Is that what it is now? Uh-huh. Oh, my Lord, dude. Make it longer. It's like we need like maybe four more words out of there just to kind of roll it out. Yeah, that's a great area. So, yeah, I enjoy that that, that store has that little bit of a different vibe to it. And it, it just goes to show the creativity of... I know a lot of the stores sell the same things over and over again yes. to make it convenient to find the greatest mm-hmm. hits. But there are some of those stores where you know they just have like that 10%, 20% like difference yes. to them where you go in there and that's just the stuff that, that you look for. So like that perimeter in there, I could see that being something they open up. And then another fascination I have with this is like, if this is a hit mm-hmm. and they see that they can't open the park and they know that 
we're basically not going past Soren. Yeah. Does that walkway that nobody's walking down, does that just become social distance seating? You know, do you put oh, another Yeah. Do you put another 10, 15 tables in there and space them out and keep a distance? I mean, if you're not using it for anything else and you're trying to keep as many people as happy as possible, mm-hmm. I'll just be so curious to see if if little additions like that come out. Yeah, they could put up the uh, the, the green hedge hedges that they do are like fencing yeah. and add add tables and chairs especially if depending on i'm wondering what they end up deciding how many actually can be in that full space altogether but that'll be a really good uh a good use of the extra space and i'm wondering now because i don't know did you hear that they announced the um the villas at the grand californian opening up uh um, yeah i have a theory about that Ooh, can i bounce it off oh, of please you? okay so everybody like myself who's an annual pass holder mm-hmm is is pretty fearful right now of what the future of APs are. Yes. Now my prediction is this. If and I'm gonna say the word pause a lot and then people get mad because <laughs> oh we should have a drinking game every time he says pause, but I don't know how else to describe this. <laughs> if the annual pass gets put on pause, mm-hmm. they will come back. Yes. Because there's no way they're gonna get rid of all that reoccurring revenue. Yeah. There's no way that they're not gonna to wanna to have us back in. It's just in the interim, it might be too much of a headache because you're essentially selling something to somebody that you mm-hmm. can't guarantee or give back to them. That's right. I pay to be in the park every single day of the year and they have not been able to give that to me. Mm-hmm. When the park reopens, they still won't be able to give that to me. So maybe even though it's dangerous, cut me loose as a customer. And hope that you can win me back, but you will want me back at some time. Yes. Now, that being my overall theory about the APs, the fact that the three hotels are all closed, mm-hmm. but they're bringing back the resort members shows an allegiance to something that resembles annual passes. Yes. It shows an allegiance to our most hardcore customers because technically, if we are looking at this from a money-making perspective... Mm-hmm. Opening the hotels to strangers is going to bring in more money than DVC people. That's right. So I'm kind of looking at that as that could be some sort of indicator of where they're at mentally. Mm -hmm. And as I also, as I've tried to crunch the numbers on can APs get back into the park, I got another example to pull out of my back pocket. Everybody thought they thought Galaxy's Edge was going to crush the park. Yeah. And the people didn't quite show up the way that they thought. Mm-hmm. So if they get rid of all the annual pass holders, but if people are still fearful of COVID-19 without yeah. therapeutics or a vaccine, and a lot of people aren't willing to buy a full ticket full more ticket. than once when they've been used to having the lifestyle that we had, mm-hmm. that could be dangerous to let everybody go to. Yeah. So, I mean, they're in a real, real, real tough spot. Yeah. That's one of those things where you kind of have to pick one and then see how it goes and then make adjustments. I know it's... Uh, Back at work, that was a lot of things we do. We're just like, you create a really great plan, but you don't know how everyone's going to react. Right. So, we're like, we'll make this plan and we we'll make adjustments after that because, oh, we think people are going to come this way. We're going to try to funnel this them this way. Oh, that didn't work. So, we have to make an adjustment. So, that's a, it's a lot of homework. I mean, my goal already was, and I don't mean this in an insulting way. It's just like a, like a sort of a survival mechanism mm-hmm. for my annual pass that if the park reopened, and they said no more annual passes, I was going to figure out what it is that I spent on an annual pass per year Mm -hmm. and make sure that I didn't buy park tickets that went 75% or more of them. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So if I've given them $1,400, 
I'm only going to give them 1100 because I cannot give them the same amount of money or more because then I'm eliminating myself as a yeah. customer. And I have to hope that everybody else is in that same financial situation of like, well, I guess I'm only going to the park twice mm-hmm. a year because unfortunately, and I hate to say this to Disney while they're down, annual pass holders kind of have to make it hurt a little bit to yeah. make sure that we get invited back into the party. <laughs> So I, I mean, I hate to say that because nobody's a bigger fan than I am, but like I was little, literally like realistically thinking, so what would my budget be? Because if I and everybody else overspends, mm-hmm. then that's saying something else. Yeah. They're going to be looking at all of that stuff, mining every bit of uh, data that comes through. So I thought literally the DVC being the part that reopened first. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, they've been playing this weird game, which I kept thinking, why are they taking reservations and canceling them at the hotels? Mm-hmm. It kept adding all of this, like, hope and, and, and fuel in the rumor mill. Yeah. And it just, you know, they were taking reservations, which is like, I know that they're not going to be able to come through on this. There's no way that that's happening. Mm-hmm. And now we've seen that DVCs opening up, but reservations are not being accepted anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely something at play. I mean, these people are brilliant. They know how to run a billion-dollar business. Been doing it for a while. All we can do is speculate with the data that we have as uh, c- customers and fans. But um, it'll definitely be interesting to see because, you know, now that we're getting into this con- part of our conversation here, they're stuck in this moment for a while. Yeah. And there was always a notion of, well, we don't need to do what Knott's Berry Farm does because we're Disneyland mm-hmm. and our core value is customer service. And we didn't invent theme park industry. Uh, but we perfected it. There you go. So we don't need to do anything that's less than our normal quota of what we consider to be a premier uh, experience. But now that they're here for a while, got to make some decisions for survival. Yeah. It's like taking that, uh, taking the situation as it is and moving forward. I'm pretty sure without knowing exactly sure that, you know, they were waiting to have the moment to come back all together. And right. now, you know, Let's do this and let's kind of test it out and see how far we can move forward with it. Because, um, like I think we dis- like we discussed, this is a big precursor to something else that could potentially come. Because I know now I'm wondering how far, how much further into the park can we go? You know, after this has been going for a month, you know, right? There's a lot of a lot of people will be out figuring out how this works, how many people are coming down for it, how the virtual queuing, which will I'm sure will eventually happen, works. How long are people staying in there? Like. Because they're not going to make you leave until it's closing. So it's just mining all of this information and then moving forward into whatever comes next. So we started Smoke Jumpers. Let's work our way down into the main hub. Mm-hmm. You have Carthay Circle that's reopening with a uh, fresco dining. Yes. At a Google. <laughs> dining outdoors. <laughs> okay, that's what our fresco dining is. Dining outdoors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, it's COVID-19. We're always eating outdoors. So now McDonald's is fresco dining because I have to go through the drive through so, Carthay Circle is going to reopen. I looked at the menu. Uh, it looks delicious as always. Yep. But once again, we're seeing a, a strategy shift here. Uh, one of the things I loved about Carthay, I've celebrated many birthdays there and yes. anniversaries with my wife. It's normally a lot like Club 33. You're in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. It's not a quick experience. Uh, I People ask me about eating there and I go, I'll be honest with you. You live from out of town. Mm-hmm. If you have one ticket... And, and you're only going to be in the park one day, I'd advise maybe going someplace else. Yes. Like if you want a fancy type of experience, go to Blue Bayou because that will be premiere, but it'll be 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, that was the thing that I always had to do with guests while being on a VIP tour because, you know, they wanted somewhere to sit nice, but we had to play the game of 
well, you know, there's only so much time in a day, and do you want to commit at the very minimum an hour and a half? Like, and that's if they're hustling there. Like, they right. are trying to give you a very specific experience. Um, do you want to do that? And some were obviously were like, yes, but I had to make sure the information was out, you know, just like you were doing. Do right. you actively want to give this much of it? Because you're out of town. Right. This is your only time this year. You're going to definitely miss out on other experiences but you will appreciate this dining experience if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, I did a podcast where I talked about Club 33, which I know you're not supposed to, but uh, <laughs> I, but I didn't really give away any of the secrets. I just sort of explained to people, like, this thing that you think is peak Disneyland experience, mm-hmm. it might not be right for you because you might get in there and go, so now I'm sucked into this for the next three hours? Yeah. And, and you know, there are people that when they're at the park, you know, I call them the people that love to crush rides. Mm-hmm. They're going to be sitting there sweating bullets. I'm like, we're going to miss our big thunder fast passes. Yep. And I'm not saying that they're wrong for feeling that way. It's just how you choose the Disney. So Carthay Circle is going to be more of like shareable plates, yeah. uh, smaller portions, smaller price points. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it looks at, once again, Disney saying, okay, the one thing that's lacking right now at the resort, uh, downtown Disney, is, is fine dining. Yes. How can we give people a upscale but faster experience because they don't want me sitting on the patio for two and a half hours. Yeah. They want to turn this over quickly because, um, as I understand it, I, I don't think that they'll be doing the dining up on their balconies because that makes people go indoors. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming... That nice patio spot that they were rocking out on yep. on um, Hollywood, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that will be open. But once again, we get into what does the footprint look like? Yeah. Because you have the performance corridor. Ah, yes. Which is the, the road that will take you to Pacific Wharf if you keep going, and ultimately you'll, you'll pass Cars Land and you'll make your way all the way up to uh, Pixar Pier area. But if they wanted to expand some mm-hmm. cafe tables and kind of go up to that beautiful waterfall which is i love that waterfall mm-hmm. i it's, always people pass it all the time and you're just like i'm gonna take a moment to enjoy this <laughs> i love taking people on the bricky bootleg tour <laughs> and and standing there in my flannel vest not my plaid vest and i like to close say yeah, it's pretty close <laughs> i've seen your your job i'm not too far off uh, <laughs> i just don't i just can't cut line <laughs> but I love to stand people there and say, this is why Disney is different than any other theme park you've ever been to. Other theme parks would let you see the back of a building or they'd put up a fence or a wall. Yeah. They built a mountain, they built a waterfall, and what it really is, is a big wall to divide the park in mm-hmm. half. And so that beautiful waterfall that people take photos in front of, Donald likes to hang out there because <laughs> he's got beef with Mickey and Mickey ran him off Buena Vista Street. <laughs> Donald in that temper. But that is just literally, that's a big divider. It's just a big wall yep. to keep two parts of the park separate to, to tell that story and spare no expense while you're doing it. And I could see them easily maybe taking the cafe tables and working that far out. Or, mm-hmm. you know, who knows if food and wine comes back eventually or if we see street card vendors go that way. Yeah. I mean, we're literally looking at a different time where all of these arteries of Buena Vista there's no reason to stop them at any moment. Yeah, that's true. You, you can let them go until you get into a weird spot where like, okay, we're not going to take them down Route 66 because <laughs> yeah. it's just mean. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a th- certain threshold where you can't take them any further because like, now we're just rubbing in their face that they're literally eating lunch in front of the the, the 
Pixar pal around. That'll be everybody sitting on the left-hand side of Smoke Jumpers <laughs> looking at the Soren building. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. You remember when we used to do that? That was cool. Remember we used to just walk right in there uh, for part closing? No? Oh, okay. Remember that big fan they'd have out front? So <laughs> so we have that with Carthay, and now let's work our way around to our other uh, perimeter, as far as I'm aware of. I was not expecting them to open up award wieners. Yeah, that was a, sh- a shock to me, too. That's a little bit deeper in than what I thought they were going. Mm-hmm. I literally thought that they were going to stop at the old elephant pedestals. Yes, because you have that archway there. It's a perfect barrier. Perfect barrier. Right there. You put up some of those like premier bushes that they use everywhere in Hollywood when they don't want you to see what's on the other side. They use mm-hmm. them at the, the uh, back premier lot. I was expecting that, that would get walled off. I did not think we were going to go up to award wieners because then award wieners, you get into that interesting spot of like, well, now we're standing on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Do we put... Because award wieners has zero seating mm-hmm. and you can't let people walk and eat in Disney parks anymore. Yeah. You have to be stationary. You can only put so many people in front of the Chinese restaurant that's really a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> they've got that well they've got that little tiny seating that's back around the corner, but that gets into an uh, interesting area because that's like almost part of Mickey's Philharmonic Magic at the same time. Right. And then they have that seating that goes even further around the corner that now puts you at where the studio store and Monsters Inc. is. But that now you're like now you're getting in the park now at that I know. point. So and fun fact, Feel Hard Magic has actually been open the whole seven months and nobody's <laughs> gone to it. <laughs> the marquee's uh, not on. <laughs> they don't know. They hey, don't know. H- how bad are they regretting doing that now? Because they had all of that patio seating right there. I know. <laughs> Nobody knew. Nobody knew. But so I look at award wieners and I think, okay, well now we're f- further down the street mm-hmm. and award wieners also puts another shop on the board. There's that really nice shop next to award wieners yeah. mm-hmm. that is normally curated around the holiday. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better shops in all of the resort. Um, so now that puts that on the board mm-hmm. as well. And, and then you get to a moment where you're like, well, Wonderground's closed. Off the page is just go a little bit further down the street. Yeah. You know, like it, it's going to be so fascinating. And what they're doing is really intelligent to anybody at home. So, what do they just do? They're, what they're doing is they're giving you something. Mm-hmm. And now, every press release that they drop now open off the page. Now open. Yep. What's the shop that's between like Eli and Award Wieners? What's that shop that's in that space there? Um, the uh, that's next to award wieners. Yeah, it's like a, it's got Hollywood Hollywood something, Hollywood something, and they have they have a lot of merchandise that turns throughout the year. Like it's the last time it was open, it was all Mickey and Minnie stuff, or yeah. they'll have Halloween costumes in right. there, Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a whatever the season is type of yes. shop. Uh, they for a while they used to sell van stuff in there. Gone Hollywood. Gone Hollywood. I knew it would come in a minute. Oh my old. Well, sorry. It's what is Gone Hollywood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, with that, that's now on the board in my mind, mm-hmm. right? So, but here's the thing: it's not open on next Thursday when all of this happens. But when it does open, that's another press release. Yep, that's another way to get the the blogosphere, the YouTube people, the podcasters. Like, it's another Starting way, a small little fire. Absolutely, mm-hmm. that's another way to get people pumped up and excited. Now, award winners are doing something fascinating. Not the artisan hot dog mm-hmm. menu and the car- carne asada fries that we love. It's going to be actually a collab with Corn Dog Castle. Look at that! And people are wondering. I mean, people love the corn dogs at Disneyland, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. 
But why would they do that? Going with the theme of today's conversation, artisan hot dogs are a lot of work. They are. You got to make your hot dog. You got to put the toppings on it. You got to split that amazing bun that they serve them in. Uh, but the corn dog castle, that's just food that you put in a fryer. When it floats, it's done. Easy. So you're going to have the regular corn dog, the hot link corn dog, a deep fried cheese stick for our vegetarian friends, and just to make sure everybody's having a good time, <laughs> apple pie funnel cake. Yes. And I like it because what it seems like they're doing is creating this like small like Disneyland light version so alongside the corn dogs which of course everyone loves you got Willie's churro cart you've got uh, trolley treats you've got like the Fiddler Pfeiffer like you're creating this bubble of the things that we love the most um, without having to take us all the way to the four corners of the park uh, to get them and and so while you bringing that up when we come back towards us Mm -hmm. as we're doing this little perimeter we have you have Eli and Co. there the, mm-hmm. on the Elias and Co. there mm-hmm. in, the, in the corner, and what's fascinating about that is is that's a nod to old L.A. like department store. Yes. That women's set that they have mm-hmm. on the far corner, and then the men's set that they have right next to it. Yeah, yeah, that's probably two of the best curated like lines in the yeah. entire resort. Like I'm very very picky when it comes to buying stuff. I love Disneyland. I have a very hard time finding things that are <laughs> mm-hmm. understated that I love. Anytime I've ever bought thing, it's been from that men's shop. Yeah. They do that is you're gonna find the best stuff either there or that little bitty set that they have <laughs> over on Main Street. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The, the, the I mean the smallest the tiniest little closet of a men's store. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, over on Main Street. But this is what we have, and then you go over one, there's a kid's uh, department, and then you have Big Top Toys mm-hmm. that goes in the, in the back side of that, and then all the way towards the end, you have a, a pretty extensive hat shop. Yeah, you have the Five and Dime, they've got like whatever the year merchandise is, ornaments, hats, you know, the 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 specific merchandise that's like curated for the season would be like that, stuff that changes out quick. You remember the cone hats they used to sell oh, yeah. for Radiator Springs? You remember the tire hats they used to sell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when that, that big orange like cone, or as Canadians would call it, a pylon, <laughs> when you're walking around with that on your head, like it probably feels awesome in the moment, but I wonder if that's when like a 12-year-old realizes what a hangover feels like. They're like, I was wearing that all day yesterday. <laughs> That's like when you get home that night from the park and you, or you, in the next morning, you see the hat on your table and you're like, oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I brought, I brought or, that home. Or you put it on and you like go ride the bike with your friends. And your friend's like, what's, what's with the cone hat? Like, but it made so much sense yesterday. Yeah, it works specifically there. It's like you can't take that to like the grocery store or the mall. No, like. no. I always think about like the adult man who like gets out of his car. Goes in his back seat and pulls out his the goofy hat, you know, mm-hmm. with the bill, with the teeth, with the teeth and the ears, and, ears. <laughs> and he like puts it on. Like now, I'm ready to play ball. <laughs> now I'm ready to go in there and crush this place. <laughs> so one thing that hasn't been mentioned in any of the press releases, but I'm, why would they close it? Mm-hmm. Is Oswald's? Yes, that's got to be open. Yeah, it's open air. Uh, why not? You know that that that, that place always was popping during the holiday season because they sold the 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 necklaces that that light up yeah, and light glow. Up necklaces. Yeah, that, that, why not sell those like this is the season that those things would constantly sell out of out of oswald's so i mean that hasn't been listed anywhere but it would not make sense to close it unless now this is when you got to start thinking covid terms mm-hmm. does that congest people coming and going 
Ah, true. Do they want that thoroughfare to just be, to be wide open? To be open. So now this is a prediction that I have. I haven't seen this anywhere, but I'm just using my Disney common sense. I predicted before this was even announced mm-hmm. that you would have to get into downtown Disney, then you would have to get put on a virtual queue or a hard line yeah. to go into Bonavista Street. Just to explain that to everybody real quick, downtown Disney has a limited capacity. If everybody wants to be on Bonavista Street, they're now breaking the capacity of that portion of the mm-hmm. resort. So therefore, you can have let's I'm making up numbers. Let's say that you can have 10,000 people in downtown mm-hmm. and 1,000 people can be in Bonavista Street. They have to monitor that. Yes. They can't let 10,000 be in one <laughs> corner cuz now we're back to the old days. Now it's Christmas Eve on Bonavista Street. Yeah, hey. <laughs> take me there. I, I would it's love like, to be around a bunch of well, I mean I wouldn't, but I'd, it would be nice if we could do it and not feel like we we're going to die. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> What my thought process is, even though we'll be absolutely free to go into Buena Vista, mm-hmm. they will still be using the gate. Yes. Because that's the easiest way to monitor who's coming and going. Those floodgates, one way in, one way out. Beep, beep. <laughs> I want to hear that chirp. <laughs> I want to hear that ticket chirp. So that will be the way that you will come and go now that we've worked our way down to Oswald's and we're looking at this area of the park. but. Maybe defeating my theory of mm. Oswald's could be closed because of congestion. The red car trolley's back. Oh, it's going to be parked at the Bonavista train stop or train station, whatever you want to call that little landing pad there. Nobody's going to ride it. It's not going to be ripping the street. Yeah, but it's a photo op, and mm-hmm. just seeing it will feel great. I re- it took me a moment when they when someone had shown me that it was back that I was like that thing has been gone for like eight months prior because they had stopped it for Avengers Campus so I was like such a like oh I remember you hi (laughs) friend (laughs) hello friends remember me (laughs) yeah I mean because they had to do the tracks Mm -hmm. and reroute all that and I mean I was kind of like is it coming back or not because in the very first comp art we were shown for Avengers Campus yeah there was a very mysterious vehicle in there mm-hmm. that looked more like Red Car than it did look like the <laughs> the Spider-Man vehicles that mm-hmm. were in. And so I kept wondering, like, will they rebrand the trolley? Yeah. You know, I was so curious about that. And as far as I'm aware, and maybe I'm dead wrong, but when the trolley goes back in between Guardians and mm-hmm. the Avengers HQ, I believe it, like goes into the building or yeah. it goes under the building. You'll have to hide somewhere. Which, is, <laughs> which hey, I don't ever talk politics on here, but they've over the last week they've been like Joe Biden at his headquarters, his headquarters. I'm like, mm-hmm. was he thinking he's like the Avengers? <laughs> like, where is this waterfall in Delaware that they like go through the waterfall and they it have parts when they when yeah, they go to Biden it. headquarters? <laughs> Camilla wearing a big like one of those suits with all the little like you know the Marvel suits. Now they have all the little sequins on uh-huh. it to make it look stronger. Like, what, what are they? Are they in there with their group of scientists to fight the evil COVID nineteen? Yeah, a big giant round table yeah. <laughs> with all the little pieces on it. Hologram of New York City. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they keep saying it's Biden headquarters. I'm like, it's, I'm sure it's like an office building they've rented for two months. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> Better extend that lease. It might be there for a year. <laughs> so when we're we're thinking about the entryway to the park and how the, the reservation system will work, um, I don't want you to say anything. I don't ever want to get you in some place where you're not supposed to go here. But I'm very curious. Can we get reservations for Carthay? beforehand like we can all the other restaurants 
or is this going to be a beacon thing where you have to be on premises to get into that part of the park? Super curious how that's yeah, going to work. That's a good question. I wouldn't put it past them, to, uh, and just just my thoughts, of course. I wouldn't put it past them to ha- allow you to make a reservation for it outside, and that could potentially be a ticket in, very similar to how Downtown Disney works. Yep. Um, but then the fact that they are not making it a very serious menu and keeping it simple at Carthay also makes it seem like they may just, you know, have you go in and potentially get another. Like oh well, we can seat you in half an hour. Yeah, I've I've often I I've thought that too, and I've, I've tried to pass that on to people. It's like you could get into Bonavista, mm-hmm. and now you're in a virtual queue for items in there. Yeah, but let's work out this math. Let's say that you know a thousand people sounds pretty extreme for my early example. Mm-hmm. So let's say that it's like five hundred people that yeah. are allowed in there. Well, the good thing about that is, is because Disney's been so good with keeping to their their volumes of people. If there's only 500 people out in there and they're only allowing those people to get into those queues, those queues are going to go fast. Yes. Where they could get into a big problem is if they're accepting reservations for all of those stores, all of those restaurants, for everybody out in the park. Uh-huh. They're going to get into a moment where you're going to try to get on one virtual queue. That gets you in there. And now Buena Vista's pegged all day long. Yeah. So I really, I'm trying to look at this as like, it's a supply and demand issue. And it's been so fun being a businessman looking at Disney because business is all about supply and demand. Yep. You don't want to oversaturate your market. You want to keep people hungry for just a little bit more. So it's been really interesting to think about how do they play all this. Like, you look, I, w- I would much rather be talking about a new land or a new uh, ride. But hey, this- one day we will because Avengers Campus is nah. coming at some point. I heard they pawned it. Oh, wow. Yeah, they sold it off. <laughs> They were almost done, too. That's a dang shame. So San Diego Mall is going to be the home okay. of Web Slingers, the Spider-Man adventure. Just lifted it out. Just, hey, man, we can't pay for this thing. That first, hey, hey, that first bill's coming. That first payment's due. That first payment's due. It's going to be interesting, the, especially because while what, the shop at Buena Vista Street, obviously, will, I mean, the, the street itself of Buena Vista Street will have, you know, people on it. Everyone's going to be putting themselves in those shops, and that obviously, obviously is going to have its own set of like um capacity for those shops because yeah. while they all are connected they're going to definitely have to have a one way in one way out of that entire block of uh, shops on either side of the street so that's going to be a thing to monitor too because while i can imagine people will want to just walk the street and walk by the fountain and move around the thrill will be in a lot of those shops because now we're going to get very specific disney parks merchandise um more more options for stuff because of all marceline's has definitely held it down for some time it's definitely not the same as purchasing trolley trolley treats treats. yeah and and also you know we get into with disneyland it's always like is this one store is it five Mm -hmm. because trolley treats also has clarabelle's inside Uh of it and clarabelle's hasn't officially been announced but no way they're going to open up like the Starbucks counter. Just walk by, and, walk by. And, <laughs> no, no, no ice cream in Mickey's shorts. <laughs> We're not doing it. You can't get ice cream in pants during COVID. I always appreciated seeing families that had got like six of those and they're all like in a plastic bag and they, I see them cleaning it out in the bathroom. Yeah. To, to hey, get man, We're taking these home. We're going to plant flowers in them. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to have trolley treats, which is going to give you a lot of that, you know nostalgia type food made in the park which feels magical but mm-hmm. you know I, I know there's no way they're going to do this because this creates just insanity on a normal year yeah panic gains I know <laughs> I knew where you were going to go now, now okay work me through this okay every year I say this is the year I'm going to do the insanity mm-hmm. which is go get one of those handmade candy canes uh-huh. 
But every year my life always gets busy and I miss the window. And last year I said, hell or high water. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And I did it. And now look at me. Big dummy <laughs> sitting out here next to you in the cold with no hope of candy canes. Have you had one? Yeah. Explain to me why I should ruin my life <laughs> and get up at 5 a.m. to go fight other maniacs to get a fresh handmade candy cane. When I had it. Um, I, Is it I- warm? It, when I had it, it wasn't warm. From friends that I've had, they have said that it 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 tastes fresher. But I, because now I'm wondering. After they mentioned, that, I was wondering how old are the candy canes I'm, that I'm eating? You know, because if, how long can it actually last wrapped? Because they they have said that it tastes a lot more fresh. Because they I had gotten one and they said, oh, how we got can this from. It tastes more fresh. It's the freshest taste that it exists. <laughs> it's like brushing your teeth. Because I haven't, I haven't had it fresh off of there. But someone's like, "Oh, I got it. Uh, I've, I've got one. Do you want to have, have some of it?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, it, it, it tastes pretty similar." And he's like, "Oh, well." Remember sharing food with friends? Oh my god! <laughs> it's the things that we used to be able to do. <laughs> Your story's so outdated. <laughs> I know. It's like, what is you from six years ago? Remember that? Hey, lady in the trap, knock it off. <laughs> six feet pasta apart. That's a long piece of pasta now. <laughs> hey, tramp could do it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I don't remember having it taste that much different than what, because I didn't get it fresh. When you go and pick it up after they make them that morning, people have said that it tastes a lot different off of like like literally unwrapping it in that moment. Yeah. But I had it, I think, at the end of the day of getting that, and it tastes very similar to me. Um, but then now I'm like, how well, when I normally eat candy canes, have has that been on the shelf for two weeks like i mean candy cane has a really long life yeah span. it's a long like, lifespan how old is this candy cane but apparently from the people that have had it that moment it's 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 worth the effort to get up and do it i mean if i've always thought about this way if i stood in line mm-hmm. and they gave me my candy cane and it was still like slightly warm that would probably be amazing but I don't even know if candy canes ever are warm. <laughs> like, what am I thinking? Do they bake these in an oven? Like, well, that that room that they're in, they have to get. I forgot the degree, but they have to get it like. Uh, I want to say it's oh, a little over a hundred degrees in that room to make those. Oh, that poor lady. I uh, yeah. It's it's a really fun process to watch, but as they're kind of shaping them out, they have to have that room like sweltering hot. Wow. So I'm assuming they're it's they've got to come out at least a tad bit warm, if not like. So that's where I'm wondering. There's got to be maybe a slight a slight change of the taste because now you've got something that's coming out of literally just being like rolled out at that moment right next door to trolley treats we have cats kettle oh Juli- uh, julius cats and son julius cats uh-huh. kettle <laughs> i like that one better <laughs> <laughs> you know what i was going to tell you the best part about storytelling there is that seeing it always triggers the yes. story always and Helps you tell a better story. Yes. Because you're standing in the shadow of greatness. Mm-hmm. Like there's something very just, it's just in the air when you are talking about the Matterhorn while looking at it. Because now I'm like, Julius Katz. And I'm like, oh, like now trying to pull it from the recesses of my mind. When I'm looking at that Matterhorn, it's like I can see that basketball court. <laughs> when I'm telling people, full size NBA court, Jumbotron included, mm-hmm. in the top of that thing. Doesn't look like it fit. Shut up. It's in there. You have no Disney idea. magic. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that thing's a portal into a whole other. You go in there and you end up in the Sable Center in there LA. It is. That's that they got rid of the helicopter route when they figured out they could just run that <laughs> that lost out portal. So when we go over to that shop, the the great news about that is the annual tradition of buying a Disneyland ornament each is. holiday season uh-huh. inside the park now exists. It's now reality. 
And you got now it's a, a little bit of Christmas, just a mm. little bit of Christmas. Mm. Mm. I know you'll take what you can get. I'll take anything. I'll <laughs> take all of this with with excitement. You know, I literally going to try to get in there. I, I got an operation where I'm going to try to go in there on opening day. If I get in, I want to do a live stream to mm-hmm. take as many people with me as possible. But I really would like to just sit on one of those benches. Yep. And I will wait a long time to get the bench because I know that they're going to be a hot ticket. Uh, but when we look at that area and we think about it Christmas themed, um, I have no doubt that the shops will have their holiday bunting on them and all that uh-huh. festive stuff. Uh, the, the, the street poles and the street lights will mm-hmm. have it on it. But a really big question in 2020 is this. If you put the big, glorious Christmas tree there, yeah, it fits the space, it fits the vibe, it's what every fan wants. But at some point, this is why 2020 is so crazy and why I love examining Disneyland as a super fan. At some point, executives had to sit in the boardroom and yeah. go, is a Christmas tree a public health hazard in 2020? And it goes both ways because... You're already going to have people. I mean, you, people used to walk by it all the time, but everybody that goes in is now going to get a photo of Walt and Mickey, young yep. Walt and pie-eyed Mickey. Mm-hmm. Like that is now a must because yep. it says I got inside. Mm-hmm. But the Christmas tree, that beautiful big Christmas tree with the vintage ornaments, the the red car trolleys that hang on it, mm-hmm. the, the big Santa face, the street signs. All of the stuff that it puts down at the bottom, that if you go and stand next to it, it all makes noise. The little train has the smoke coming out of it. Oh, man. <laughs> He's like, stop it. Stop it's it. You trying to make a grown man cry? It's not that hard. <laughs> but is that tree in 2020 a public health concern? Because yeah. what are people going to want to do? They're going to hang out around that tree and get their photos. Yep. And I'm wondering because I know Magic Kingdom has their tree up. I mean, all of the parks in Florida have their trees up, but maybe they take something from that. But I guess that's different because they also have that, their rides. Yeah, they have their attractions. So the thrill and the like, the must of getting these photos is not nearly as powerful. And then it doesn't help that Mickey and Walt are right next to that tree. Now you create this like double photo bump in this one spot now. But I say on the favor of the tree being there, Mm -hmm. why would you roll up red car? Yeah, that's true. I mean, red car is just a photo op. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't ride it. You can't get on it. It's just a photo op. So, I mean, they're open to playing ball some degree. Yeah. If this is a big test to show state of California that they can handle doing more. Like, I don't know, man. I I love breaking this down like it's sports because Mm -hmm. I can literally see... Put the tree there. It's not that big of a deal. It'll give people hope. But I could also see, what if the tree becomes this thing that a state person walks through the park one day in street clothes and goes, my God, there's 50 people crowded around that tree. Yeah. They're not ready to do this. So I, I could see it going either way. And I guess wherever you have, like maybe if they have line markers on the ground, because now that the characters aren't over there, you've got some more space. Because before that would be, you know, Mickey or Donald, Daisy would hang on that yeah, area. Yeah. So potentially you could have a line for someone to take a, a photo that a cast member could help kind of manage. But yeah, you're right. It's uh, you look at something so differently now because now you create these like. Because I've heard people say, "Oh, what if they have like the characters on there?" Like, no, <laughs> no, yeah, you can't. <laughs> and, and also too. It's a free admission. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a cavalcade ride yeah. by. I mean, this is not going to the amusement park. This is going in, some shops open, uh, some eateries open. This is a way to help pay the rent and to bring a, a few hundred cast members back, back to work, yeah. which is just a drop in the bucket for yeah. how many of you guys are sitting on the sidelines right now or have unfortunately already been let go. 
So, I mean, I like to do these conversations because I feel like most people get it. Mm-hmm. But some people with Disney, they think with their hearts and not with their brain. Yes. And they can't understand why not. Yeah. Especially with a brand that's known for making the impossible possible. Mm-hmm. It's like, but they still do have to exist within the long arm of the law. Yeah. They still have to be quite responsible. They can't just do whatever they want. And it'll be really interesting to see how this all comes together. Now, I'm praying for that Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. But there's maybe one thing that selfishly I'm praying for slightly more. Oh, let's hear it. JD, I know you listen to the show. <laughs> Let me let me let me talk street justice with you here. You're opening Clarabelle's. Mm-hmm. You're already selling your own ice cream. Okay. Do me a favor. Get that peppermint ice cream in there. Oh. Bring me those waffle cones <laughs> dipped in candy canes, and let me eat my Christmas tree in peace. <laughs> Philander, I'm telling you right now, brother. If I'm sitting on Buena Vista Street, mm-hmm. when you're sitting on Buena Vista Street, thank you. Uh huh. When I'm sitting, I mean, still don't want to like. I still don't want to jinx anything, <laughs> right? Because the COVID numbers are growing, and this could all get—that's true. This could all get put on pause tomorrow. I, I take nothing for granted. It is nice to say, though. Oh. <laughs> when I'm sitting on Buena Vista Street on my bench, mm-hmm. if I'm eating that waffle cone dipped in candy cane with the peppermint ice cream inside, with the Buena Vista Street Christmas BGM in the back. <sighs> <laughs> I don't need to see Officer Dan. I don't need to see that n- nosy male person on, oh, on the bicycle. <laughs> She's so nosy. I don't need to see the local citizens singing me the Christmas carols, although I would take it. If I'm sitting there doing that. You get that moment. With the music, with the tree on. That is so much more than what I thought I would oh, get yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I've been saying for a long time, I, I've been somebody since... Early summer. Yeah, you've been saying next year the whole time. Park's not open until mm-hmm. next year. I, I was just looking at the math. I was looking at the, the cases building, the size of our state, uh, how serious our governor is taking it, whether you hate it or love it. And I was just saying, this is... I've always been predicting that it might reopen on its 66th mm-hmm. anniversary, making the 65th year the year that none of the people My God. <laughs> so if that moment happens, that will feel like a huge win. Yeah. And literally, last year, that would have sounded so sad. Yeah. That's all you get. Mm -hmm. Because, brother, you and I, (laughs) on Christmas Eve's Eve, we ripped the park harder than I've ever ripped the park. (laughs) We did. That's when the bromance began. (laughs) And I have- It seems so long ago now. Oh, my God. It seems like a different lifetime ago. But uh, if you would have told me, well, you just get in, you get one ice cream cone, but- Get out of here! <laughs> I'm going to Galaxy's Edge. Get yeah. out of here! I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to ride Small World. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go have Jack Skellington be the first person to wish me Merry Christmas. I'm going to go see the New Year written for the first time ever in Small World. That's right. Like these are things that I'm used to having. I'm yeah. a spoiled brat that lives in Southern California. <laughs> the little hillbilly kid from Kentucky is dead. I'm now <laughs> living, gone. I'm now living in this life of luxury. And this year, to just get that ice cream cone, to be on that street with or without tree, that is going to feel mm-hmm. unbelievable. Especially since, I, yeah, like you said, we didn't think 
it would happen. I think the further we got away from them not doing something like how Knots and other places are doing, it's almost like you're thinking, well, maybe they just won't do it. But now it's it brings such an appreciation to, you know, think of I'm imagining all the people literally drinking in the details of Winter Vista Street when beforehand it was such a like I got to get to Racers, I got to get to Guardians. Now there'll be people that will just stop and and take a moment with with what's here, you know, and and while downtown Disney is downtown Disney, it definitely it is definitely not the not a Disney park and not the feel of a Disney park. I'm going to argue that a little bit. Mhm. Because certainly it was a thing that I blazed past yes. to get to the parks. And then on the way home, mm. I walked through real slow just to get that little extra All drop. Right. I mean, even though I'm the trampoline, I'm like, I want to walk out. I need, <laughs> I, need to get every, I need to get every little bit of it. I went there two weeks ago now. Uh-huh. And I made a reservation to do some shopping in the old ESPN zone. That system is flawless. Like, yes. Disney's still above and beyond. Safest place I've been. Uh, this year, no doubt, since COVID broke out in March. So I, I went and did my shopping. I did some photos for the YouTube channel. I did an hour live stream where I basically walked everybody around and mm-hmm. showed them the details. And, you know, a lot of people are, are really missing the park because they don't live near it. Yes. They're certainly not going to drive down to just stand oh, yeah. in the S. Esper- and <laughs> that was a long one. <laughs> I was surfing that bad boy to the shore. But, uh, they're not going to come down, so they're only seeing it through you know social content creators such as myself and, and my uh, talented peers. But then after that was all done, mm-hmm. I had like an hour to kill. To yourself. And I went and I sat on uh, one of those benches in front of the um, the old uh, 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 Rainforest Cafe. Yes. There's that little cove there next to where we used to get on the monorail. Mm-hmm. I went over to the Starbucks. I got a coffee. I sat on that bench. I was back far enough. There's nobody around me. I was able to take off my mask because I was drinking my bevy. Mm-hmm. I was away from everyone. I got to listen to the loop. I got to soak in the vibes. And when I sat down, they had just stopped playing Soren. Mm. And I said, I'm going to stay here till I hear Soren again. All right. I want to just do the loop. And uh, a buddy of mine who lives far away, he lives out in Iowa, hardcore, hardcore Disney Disneylander. Um, he wrote, he's like, are you still in the park? And I sent a photo of me sitting on the bench. I'm like, I'm sitting here for at least an hour. Like, I am so envious of that. Yeah. And honestly, I was envious of myself mm-hmm. because it felt so good to be in there. Yeah. And downtown Disney, if you haven't been, it has a whole different vibe to it now. Yes. It is a place where you can feel safe. It's a place that feels familiar. It's been open long enough. And people have transitioned in this moment long enough mm-hmm. where I actually saw people getting lost in the magic yeah. in downtown. That actually happened to me um, on a trip where I took my daughter, who is four. Thanks for not inviting me. Oh, oh boy. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and I took my daughter, um, and we had waited a while because she is still getting used to, like, she's very much a people person and a hugger. I guess so you we like her were, more than me. <laughs> She didn't go to the the initial preview, though. Well, I, I said, if I go, the kid can't go. Okay. All right. <laughs> she was supposed to be there. And you bumped she, her out? She's just scared of my cooties. <laughs> and we were walking there, and she knows all about, obviously, wearing the mask. She's really good at that. Um, but we got there, and we turned the corner, and they have all of the old... Um, images up on the former ESPN zone for when they had the Mickey photo op location there. Right, so those right. are still up. 
at all, Bricky. I'll tell you, she started screaming Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. Just looking at that, it's like a. It's not even like a picture. It's like the, the blacked out version yeah, of him. Yeah. I got. I literally teared up a little bit because that that's such a simple thing just ignited her her like passion for you know that comp this company that character and it, it wasn't she she screamed like it was him yeah that was that's like the whole point of it she screamed like it was him and yeah. i was like this is just the old you know espn building but to Be quiet, see you her idiot. that's black panther <laughs> and to see her reaction to that was like very so overwhelming um because that takes it takes all of the like the stuff we've been talking about it out of it today and, t- and just whittles it down to the purest um the, the purest joy you know i don't have kids for several decisions that i feel were very good in my life <laughs> but when i go to the park and i see kids getting lost in the magic it's never lost on me yeah you know and, and that is like peak childhood mm-hmm. right and in those moments i know as a parent are few and far between because you guys are given the impossible job of making this little drunk person happy all yeah. the time. Oh I love you. I hate you. Get out of my way. Come here. You know, it's just like literally like hanging out with a little drunk person at all times. But this last time I went, I saw a lot of kids. Maybe it's the kids have been like held up for so long and there's not a lot of places families can go today. Yeah, yeah. But I really did see a lot of kids getting lost in the magic and running around and it, it just gave me a sense of, of peace. Like mm-hmm. it, it felt like it was back and I told myself, I'm like, you know, I need to make going to downtown more of a regular thing, mm-hmm. you know. And in the beginning, I was a little bit fearful because we're all kind of getting used, used to, this, to it. this new reality. But they've really done such a great job, and you can go there, and you don't have to get near anybody. You can kind of choose your own adventure. All the mobile food ordering makes things really convenient. Yeah, and you know, you got to go out someplace. You got to yeah. live your life somewhere. And uh, you know, as the numbers are getting kind of gnarly. I don't know how this will all play out for me or how it'll play out for all of us on what we'll be allowed to do. But I, I, I have felt a lot of peace there. And I really hope that Bonavista street, obviously the first week, first two weeks, it's going to be kind of, kind of nuts, Mm -hmm. but I hope that it settles in. And I hope that when people go, they remember to bring their patients. Yes. We're all in this together. Mm -hmm. And if you want more Disney, this is your chance to be an outstanding citizen of Disneyland, be on your best behavior so that they do see the notion of like, well, let's go one more shop. Let's Mm -hmm. go one more street because literally, man, if I could just walk through that place, Mm -hmm. I don't need to ride anything. I don't need, I've ridden all that stuff. A briggy lap. Just, just take, give me a lap because it is, it's the place, the vibe, the feeling, and the escapism that right now just sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Anything to get away from reality right now, <laughs> take my money. <laughs> you know that thing I said earlier where I'm not going to buy more than my season pass? Yeah. If it's too grand, I'm paying it. Let, me, it. In. Let me in. Um, but I do want to say this. I've had a lot of people ask me, why Buena Vista Street mm-hmm. and not, not Main, Main Street? Street. And I want to explain this to people, and you tell me if you think I'm right or not. Mm-hmm. The way that marketing works... And advertising works and storytelling works is if I tell you, oh my God, I got into a car crash today. Let me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you already know the ending of the story. But if I go, did I tell you what happened to me on my way over here? Yeah. And I worked toward a car crash. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh man, are you okay? And so the way that you tell a story is, is you leave something for the end. Yes. If they would have opened up Main Street first, then everybody like, oh, now Bonavista Street's open. And guess what happened? Everybody would be trying to get into Main Street and mm-hmm. they wouldn't care about Bonavista Street. Yeah. 
this is a way, just like Studio 17 was last month, yeah. just like how downtown was without half of the stores and shops open uh, back in uh, early July. This is just another little piece. Yep. And we're all working together towards a bigger resolve. Mm-hmm. So maybe one day we're already in both of the parks and we're walking around and it's like next Friday the rides get turned back on. Yeah. You know, so there's a way that this is all working. It's systematic. The reason why Disney didn't bite on what Knotts was doing is because, quite frankly, they didn't think that they had to. Yeah. They thought that they had the reserves. They had the the, the ability to ride out the storm. And then when they saw the storm has no end in sight, they had to adjust their, their, their programming and their plan. And that's why we're getting this. And I, I really don't know. If we will see a taste of or an event, Mm -hmm. that's kind of up in the air. I mean, in my mind, though, now you have to pay $10 to park. Yeah. That is a uh, business chicken. Mm -hmm. You know? Definitely. If people don't want to pay, that's fine because we don't need more people now. That's right. So it's a supply (laughs) and demand thing. Mm -hmm. And I... 101. I, I, I... do want to tell everybody get your expectations ready that if Disneyland proper opens it will Main Street no way Main Street's free yeah no way Main Street is a part of downtown Disney simply because the desire to get there would create chaos yes so there will have to be a penalty and I can already hear people complaining 25 bucks to walk down Main Street I'd pay 50 mm-hmm. so there get your mindset that I just can't see n- any part of Disneyland proper being free to walk into just because of... I mean, that's when people are going to come down from Oregon. Yeah. You're right? I mean, that's people driving in from uh, Arizona. That's Mm -hmm. people coming out from Nevada if they can get on Main Street. So that would be a tipping point on being a little bit too far. But it's all a work in progress. Uh, You know, I know I always sound like the corporation can do no wrong. I complain when I don't see things done the way that I want to or or the way I think it should be done. But so far, I think they've been completely logical. They've put safety above everything else. And they've really, as best as they can in these times, they've preserved the brand. Yeah, and I'm coming up on 10 years working there and... And of course, they're not perfect. I think I lo- what I love the most is uh, is that they're always that they're always learning and changing. Like they know they're not perfect. Yeah, the fact that we're always learning and making adjustments—that's my favorite part. I've been in countless meetings of we're going to do this now, and this has right. changed, and this is like I. It's it's great to know that we're not like you know uh, we've just finished this event and now we're going to talk about this event, like what happened during the event, so that the next time it rolls around, like. How many D23 meetings I've been to where we had to talk about how that went, you know, afterwards. And it's just, I love that we're always adjusting. So I love that this is a, I know that like Ken and whoever, they're talking about this stuff daily about how we're going to move forward, what we're doing next. And I appreciate that all of it is done with with care in mind because they're they're thinking about the safety, they're thinking about the guests, they're thinking about, is this worth it? They're thinking about the demand. All of it is being thought about. There's, There's no casual decisions being made here. Yeah, and you know, as a fan who loves the park both emotionally and intellectually, and and really, just every slice of it, I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by. I love a company that goes, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party is great. Mm-hmm. But what if we call it Oogie Boogie's Halloween Bash and do it over in DCA to keep the distribution of people mm-hmm. even? Like, that's pretty ballsy. Yeah, to to make that decision and to also be like, you know, we got the Galaxy's Edge coming. You know, we need to. DCA needs to find an ideal balance. Yeah. What if it becomes the the party park? And why I know 
100% in my heart that even though there could be a pause, our APs are safe because Disneyland is designed for the locals. Yep. And the, the way that California works opposite of Florida is that there's constantly a new decoration, a new shop, a new food, a new item. Mm-hmm. Like the whole park is designed to keep AP people coming back and spending money. And it's a one-two mm-hmm. punch. Yeah, as many times as I go to the park for $1,400 a year, it's a deal. Mm-hmm. But every time I go there, I spend some more money. And I'm going there weekly. So think about, and Jessica's told me what it costs at the end of the year for my <laughs> my Disney habit, my, the woman that does our, our books. Uh, it's a big investment. Yeah. But it is the thing in my life I do not let myself ever feel guilty about because mm-hmm. it brings me so much pleasure and joy. So the whole park is set up for the California citizen yeah. and then the families that flood the three different hotels, the most profitable part of the whole puzzle, that's just gravy on top mm-hmm. because they literally don't have the hotel capacity or the tourism to make it a travel park. Yeah. It, it just, the math doesn't work with the way California mm-hmm. is with the cost of coming here. Like, yo, packing out the Grand Californian, that's big money, but that does not keep the park full. Yeah, especially in off-seasons when traveling is not a big deal. It's the AAPs that are carrying the park, right. and the park is definitely laid out. I've told people tons of times that the park is doing so many little things for you, you just don't think about it because it's not directly affecting you, but every little addition they make. I, I remember explaining it to a few friends. Um, they're like, oh, we're adding the Hatbox Ghost to the Haunted Mansion for the 60th. They're like, oh, that's really cool. And I'm like, that's for you guys. They're like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, they didn't advertise that. That wasn't part of a national campaign. Right. Like, they put that in there because they knew you all would run out to see that thing. There's a small percentage of maniacs uh-huh. that buy a plane ticket, a rental car, and a hotel room to see Hatbox Ghost yeah. pop up. I mean, they're out there. Mm-hmm. But you can't run a business off that, that fringe, mm-hmm. lunatic fringe, Disneyland people. They are always doing something for us, the yep. locals. It is a locals park. I try to explain to people, Florida's designed for the guy from Ohio to take his family out maybe once a year. Yeah. California's designed for the lower class, middle class, executive class to go there as often as their pass will allow them mm-hmm. and their schedule will allow them. And when they go there, because they've already paid for their admission, we're going to have dinner. Yep. We're going to buy merch. We're going to buy snacks. It's just, there's no holds barred when you go through those gates. Yep. And to have that customer locked in for a certain amount, but then also those drips of cash every trip. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, if I'm at a place and like, by the way, we got a souvenir, ah, souvenir mug. Just put it on the bill. Put yeah, it on the bill. That dad. And Beth's like, how much did you? Beth, but look at this. Like Last year we bought a, uh, like a, like a, Tom and Jerry bowl, right? It's like a bowl with like little cups in it, mm-hmm. you know, from the club. And I'm like, like what is this thing? Like, it's limited edition, Beth. Like, yeah. how can we not have it? It's going to go right there this Christmas. I couldn't leave without it. Yeah, I mean, I'd be dumb not to buy it. But we're losing, we're losing money on this. <laughs> we would be idiots if we didn't own this, Beth. It's got a very, very small glow in the dark hit. I can see your face when you're talking to. You. <laughs> <laughs> I was so glad when I got hired to work for the park because then um, the because we own our own business. The the woman that does our books was like, "Oh, so this really was a business expense? <laughs> like you really were doing business there?" I'm like, "Yes, I really was." 
I'm not trying to do Hall of Fame $750 taxes a year. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to really like build something here. But I, I just break all this down because I know that there's a huge ama- amount of, of anxiety. And I know pass holders, I, people get mad at me. There's pass holders that like aren't locally like, hey, people in Arizona have passes too. And I understand that. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you being a citizen. And I know that you probably come out more than most. But I, I, I don't mean to sound elitist, mm-hmm. but the park is really, really designed for those people that can make it once a month or more because mm-hmm. they, they carry a lot of weight. So we're in a tough spot. Don't freak out. We'll all get there together. Patience is paramount right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth waiting for. We all know <laughs> you that. better believe it. Hey, <laughs> we all know that. In my mind, I never left. There it is. Still there today. <laughs> so I've told you what my perfect Christmas moment would be mm-hmm. under these restrictions if you were to go to Bonavista Street mm-hmm. what could happen for you I mean will you even go is it too painful for you to go and I will I'm gonna go um, I definitely I, I remember telling you I did not want to do the backlot store that is that was a, too much of a trigger for me because that going back there is how I went to work every day yeah that as you walk back and you're kind of making going around as they have you wrap to go. My office is that right building right there. <laughs> so I literally walked that path and left that path every single day I went to work. That's that's too much for me. Philander writes me and goes, I don't know, man. It's like uh, if I did that, I would feel like I was going to work every day. Uh-huh. And I wrote back, I'm like, I feel like it's me in the future getting used to going to work every day. Because <laughs> I always tease that Philander's job is my retirement job. Even though there's no way the Disney Corporation would ever hire me. But go on. But yeah, that was, that's, yeah, I was like, I don't need to go back there. And once I saw what it was, like plenty of great like bloggers, you know, have talked about it, have showed it. So I was like, I, I got it. And I've been in that building countless times for many different reasons. Um, but yeah, that's like, that's going to work for me. And like, yeah. I, that's that's too much but one of his street for sure and for me it's um my wife and i had a tradition of getting the snowman cookie that they have at uh trolley treats yeah and then we got um hot uh, apple cider i like this that's where we would have that to watch fireworks or watch um uh the the christmas fantasy parade so Mm. those two treats or like was like the that was like it's Christmas now for us here alongside Jack of course yeah welcoming us every year yeah but it's tasting those things on Main Street you know very similar to a family that's got to get the curb after going to Gibson right like it's, that's those things that we've latched onto that mean so much to us and explaining it to someone who doesn't get it which I know you know oh like, <laughs> this is my like, <laughs> this is the favorite thing, the comments I get on my YouTube channel. People will just write, imagine being a full-grown adult and doing what this guy just did. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, somehow stumble into my video where I'm talking about very specific <laughs> Disneyland news. I'm like, imagine being an adult and being this guy. Mm-hmm. And I always write back, I'm like, this guy's got a pretty awesome life. Yeah. Like, these are my big concerns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm having a blast. <laughs> Go ahead. You will not Disney shame me. Yeah. You, there's, there's nothing for me to be embarrassed I of. I enjoy it far too much. <laughs> I gave up I gave up being cool a long time ago. Yeah. First half of my life, I was an incredibly cool person. Mm-hmm. Now, I've gone all in on this i don't care anymore and then you see the community that is this like that that I, that's the thing i think is so interesting with people they think that you're the the one guy like that oh no. <laughs> there's so many more yeah. psychopaths <laughs> i'm i'm just the little tip of the iceberg yeah. that you see there's so many people below yeah that are just as you know and there's different level of you know i 
my goal was to be a hardcore fan, to be mm-hmm. a content creator, and I take this as insulting if you want, but I just kind of saw a space for the intellectual Disneyland fan. Yeah, yeah. Not saying that other people's content is is for for dum dums, but there's a way where it's like. It's very surface. It's very fan based. Mm-hmm. I like to really look at it as it's a business. It's this magic trick, and there's so much that's going on in between. And I love breaking down that nuance. Yeah, I think about all the time when I'm hosting families because there are some that could care less about how it was designed or how it was made. Right. And then I'm essentially tailoring my information to what this family needs each day. Because when I, unless I know like a precursor that they are interested in those things, I find out day of when I meet them. And I'm like, oh, they did not seem to care that that statue was designed by Blaine Gibson. So I don't <laughs> think I'm going to, I think I'm going to move on from those things and just talk about some of the things that are a little lightweight, you know, like and I don't not. have to say that today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when I can see they're like, oh, wow, they get really into it. Now they're starting to ask you questions and I'm like, okay, I can see this family appreciates this. So I essentially tailor make each tour I go on based sure. on the family's wants and desires when it comes to information. Cause I will talk your ear off if that's what you want to do for me or that's what you want but if you are uh, if they're just like oh we just want to crush the rise of the day I'm alright I'm your guy for that too let's do it and that's the, the, the great thing about the Disneyland resort in particular is that there's so many different levels that you can enjoy it at mm-hmm. and you know one of the reasons why The Simpsons has been on longer than any other show yep you can watch The Simpsons and you can laugh really hard at Homer banging his head mm-hmm. and that's fine or you can watch it and laugh really hard at the social satire. Oh, which there is a plenty. <laughs> so it's really choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Wherever you land, wherever you're looking for, if you're looking at The Simpsons for escapism or if you're looking at it for like, yeah, this is where we're at as society. It's uh, it's funny, but it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's completely up to you. And Disneyland is the same way. I mean, if you want to get bent out of shape, oh, uh, $5 for a bottle of water, yeah. so be it. I But if you try to look at it as it's this business that is is really really aggressive but they're performing this magic trick each and every day and if you just let go a little bit you can get swept into the moment mm-hmm. and you can learn that like i didn't think i liked parades i didn't think that i liked shows i didn't think i liked musicals and man hook line and sinker you walk me past phantasmic i'm like hey, you guys want to stop and check this out for a little bit yes how many times have you seen this <laughs> about a hundred yeah but yo when that <laughs> when that dragon lets the the river on fire i fall for it every, every time. time and then when that mark twain comes by with those magical scarves <laughs> Suddenly, I'm not a uh, six foot tall guy covered in tattoos. Yeah, I'm like, give me a scarf. <laughs> yeah, there's just there's there's something about it, and it's always funny when people think they, you know, oh, this one guy. How odd to think that Disney is niche, also, which I think is like right. a, like a, it's it's such a thing. And I laugh. Uh, I remember I think, think I was telling my talking to my dad about. It. He's like, you are feeding the Disney beast in ways you don't even know. I was like, oh, you're enjoying that ESPN, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Catch that latest Marvel movie? It was really good, huh? Like, <laughs> this is all this huge thing that you don't even realize. They, they, People whittle it down to the the cartoons, the Mickey, you know, not even the way you look at it, like design, you know, designing a theme park. It's just not we're just propping up roller coasters. No, you know, nothing against Six Flags. You know, there's, no, there's, there's, there's a, a market for there's that. There's a market for that, but there's a difference between getting on a roller coaster that's painted red and then riding space mountain or big thunder mountain there's 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 a craftsmanship that is that is different or something like rise of the resistance oh where we're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars uh-huh. on one attraction that you'll never see yep 
there's there is not a sign. Mm-mm. You don't see the building. It is literally like a turret and gunship that you like wander down a path, yeah. go through a cave, and then you come out on the other side like, what, what did I just do? <laughs> what happened to me? Where did the last 15 minutes mm-hmm. of my life go? The fact that we used to have people that couldn't find it, this <laughs> that that is it's it's greatest magic that they couldn't find it the fact that they were like we're not going to put a marquee on this thing you know obviously we can find the falcon it's right there but we're not going to be able to walk i'm just i'm looking for the new the new one the new the new star wars ride not the falcon the other one I oh you pass it it's just right there i couldn't find the new ride and i also couldn't find the ten thousand signs that tell me the boarding passes were already gone for the day. <laughs> you you get out of your car and you trip over one that's right. You trip over one getting on the tram. You trip on them the whole way down downtown Disney. You fall over one when you go through the gate. You fall over them when you're going down Main Street. And suddenly you get there and you tell somebody in a plaid vest, like, I, didn't, I mean, nobody told me there were no more passes. The parking attendant gave you a pamphlet that said it. <laughs> when and you play car it's up. literally $25 a park. Next screen. It's, it's gone. No more passes. Park closes mm-hmm. at midnight. Like, I, I didn't know. That was the same every year with... Um, Really, any 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 special event party, Mickey's sure. uh, Mickey's Halloween party sure. every year, just just pass those signs. I, I'm telling you, man, to, to to be a fly on the wall. When and see, this is the thing: we should have ended at your magical moment of the hot cocoa uh-huh. and stomach, but now we're just now riffing. We got going. Now we're just flowing mm-hmm. again. Because I mean, as soon as I hit stop, this is what we do for another hour, anyways. <laughs> what I would love to be a fly on the wall, and I don't know why that I want to know this, but I would love to be in the uh, city hall when they start announcing if you don't have a wristband you got to leave for tonight's special uh-huh. event <laughs> because there's got to be a huge amount of people that come in from out of town I'm like yep. Disneyland closes at 6 tonight yep but other people get to come in I would love mm-hmm. I'd love to navigate those conversations I love customer service mm-hmm. I find it to be an interesting challenge yeah it's it is challenging because City Hall is definitely is one of the things that we are responsible for, at least in my line of work, and it's it's very challenging and challenging that I know that you would love because you're now managing the expectations of this like incredible experience that some people have saved their entire lives I know, for. I know, um, and the, I always laugh and you know tell my wife and friends uh, the company doesn't do us any doesn't give us any help when you look at the commercials for Disneyland <laughs> when they like see like oh you can run up to Mickey in front of the castle it isn't a 45 minute wait he's just right there waiting for you just and your family when you get there Cars no, Land's got no one in it not a person inside <laughs> it's it's a fam- it's an adorable family of four just walking up to the Millennium Falcon yeah, walking to the Rise <laughs> no entrance <problem. laughs> Rise of Resistance just walk on in let's do this so it doesn't help that doesn't help at all either but trying to manage the expectation of someone that put so much into it right because we have to always make sure that we are looking at everybody that way because you don't know the story you don't know the story behind the angry mom or the angry dad that comes up yeah that they they say this is everything you know they they brought they put everything in this trip you know if you look at it like oh this is this person that's been here all you know blah 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 blah. So, that's bricky <laughs> kick him out here he is have, kick him out you missed a fantastic canceled you're mad again bricky we saw you re- rehearsing it out on the street <laughs> <laughs> we saw you going bum 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 yeah. doing all the mickey points yeah. we've seen you on previous nights mimicking mickey at the end when he's up at the top dude i was at I was at downtown and they were playing the song and there was oh, a yeah. part of me that wanted to jump on one of those planners and just mm-hmm. start doing the just points. It out. Just like, hey, you know, Bricky Mouse, you can't do that in here. <laughs> Flander, I, I had a fun thing. I, I could see that some of your uh, fellow soldiers were, you know, they're working in downtown and mm-hmm. 
I feel bad for those cast members because it's not the same level of excitement as their job used to be. Yeah. It's a different vibe. And also, I feel really bad for cast members, and I've documented this in other content where it's not fair that cast members have to be the people that explain to people that your nose is part of your face, mm-hmm. or that you have to wear the mask. Like, it really sucks that that responsibility that should be so above their pay grade rests on them because they're the frontline defense. So I was having fun. I was walking down the street, just buzzing on the magic, and like I'm now able to feel the magic at downtown. Mm-hmm. So every time I saw a plaid vest, not a regular cast member, but a, a, a plaid vest, because mm-hmm. I know you guys are at a different level, I'd just walk up to him real quick, because the Soren was playing, and I would be like, real quick, over California or around the world? And they'd all be like, <laughs> oh, 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 and like, none of them got annoyed that I could tell. None of mm-hmm. them got mad that I could tell. Like, all of them like really got into a state of panic, like, oh, 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 oh. California. I'm like, you are correct. <laughs> and I was just popping, doing it to all of them. And it really seemed like they enjoyed just somebody yeah. giving them a little bit back. Or maybe I misread the room and they all hated me. I'm going to say that would have lit me up because I'm someone who tries to do, tries to get as much interaction as possible. Part of it is be, have, is enjoying being around people. Right. So it's if, if I was working there now, I would be talking to people constantly because that's the thing that drives and moves forward and if i could i would find somebody and just rip it like you if that if i saw they were that type of individual yeah. and just now we've talked for you know 30 minutes i'd have shifts where i would be at the information boards or the kiosks and i'd have someone just standing there with me talking for 15 20 minutes because the conversation was See, that good that's when I imagine what I would want to do at the park, I always see myself at those kiosks. Because uh-huh. I just find, like, I always joke, like, I just want to sweep trash and tell people, oh, Matterhorn, just go up there, see the basketball court, take a right. Uh, I always imagine, though, that information kiosk, because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know the rules at Disneyland. People are always like, you should go into the park and interview people. I'm like, no, that's that breaks the, the, the policy. Mm-hmm. And also, like... I'm in there. If I'm in there to make content and I can infringe on your trip, that's incredibly rude of me. That's yeah. your day at Disney. You should do whatever you want. And you're not supposed to really like talk to any other guests. Oh, it burns me up. When I, <laughs> when I hear somebody next to me go like, how, how do we get through this thing? I want to be like, you want to go here? Stand there. Do this. Like, don't follow me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I it, like it burns me up. I want to do it. And like to your comment earlier I've I've literally I'm like such a psychopath I've thought about this before because uh-huh. I think about the business from every angle this is the impossible task of Disney and being a cast member on the front line every single day there's a parent or parents mm-hmm. you don't know their family dynamic but this is their child's first time in the park yep or their child's first time at the park when they're old enough to know what's going on, or their first time being there after battling, uh, you know, a threatening case of, of you know, like a cancer battle. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what it is, but they're there with their child, and they have these unbelievable expectations. Unbelievable. And, and hey, they love their kid. They want to give their kid the world. But when you have to one to, to be to explain to them, like, hey. Pirates of the Caribbean get shut down for six weeks every year. Yep. We got to repaint it. We got to vacuum it. We got to recostume the, the pirates, wash their clothes. Like, it is so impossible to make everybody happy all the time, yeah. especially a parent when they have their kids' hope and dreams. And it means more to the parents than it does to the kids. Mm-hmm. You give the kid a lollipop and throw them They're good. in, in Toontown. Like, oh, this is sick. Mm-hmm. But as, as adults, we put so much pressure on ourselves to give people that, you know, because I bring my, my niece and my nephew yeah, out yeah. from New York. And man, oh man, I am like 
in the zone. You know what you want him to see. You don't want him to eat. You know what you want him to stand for things. Yeah. Well, especially when you and I know what the park's like when it's perfect. Uh-huh. Right? And you try to navigate. Like, you know, you got friends that are in town, like Memorial Day weekend. You're like, you idiots. Why did you come here? <laughs> it's like, not this weekend. <laughs> Arr, I can't give you my full magic. <laughs> but you want people to see things the way that we've seen them, which is the absolute perfect yeah. Disney conditions. I mean, you, you even more than me, I mean, you know, you do know what it's like to walk through the park in the morning with no guest there. Uh, <laughs> Forever envious of that. I remember last year I posted um, walking into work and I turned the corner on Main Street and I was like, oh, the wreaths are up. Now it's time. And that was before the park opened. So I had that like, wreaths. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, those those very calm moments when it's just background music, or even before it's on. Ugh. I I've I've been in the park a couple of times way too late, mm-hmm. and probably my most like weird eerie moment was I was invited to be a guest at the club, mm-hmm. and there was two parties left at the end: our party and then a party of like uh, eight women celebrating something. Mm-hmm. And the women went down into the gift shop and they were just shopping hard. And the the cast member, a young lady said, hey, parks closed. Do you mind waiting for them to wrap up so I can walk you all out at once? Because you have to be escorted out because now, you know, officially parks closed. The music's off. Mm -hmm. The shops are closed. It's considered backstage. Yep. No cameras, no video recording, no social media. You're getting escorted out. So we're like, yeah, fine. So these women are just shopping, blazing, having a just a great time. So we're just ripping picks in the old former uh, courtyard of the angels, having mm-hmm. a blast, right? So then our two parties get together, and this uh, two young women, one in the front and one in the back, uh-huh. yep. <laughs> they, they were keeping their eyes on me. They work us down, you know, through New Orleans Square. They shimmy over to the right. We go through Adventureland. Of course. We come up on the hub. First time I ever saw all the shops on Main Street with their garage doors closed. Uh-huh. No music playing, uh, just not white work lights on, but the entertainment lights weren't lit. Yeah. You know, sort of like that middle that glow ground. that yeah. goes on Main Street. Yeah, mm-hmm. that middle ground. But, you know, all the gels and everything are off up mm-hmm. on the rooftops. Like, it's just kind of like a half-lit thing. Uh, some of the women that were in the other party, they had some stuff in the lockers. They had to get stuff out of the lockers because, you know, they'd probably been doing the park and change mm-hmm. clothes or whatever. When we get down to the end of the gate, the woman goes over to the far right, and I've told this story so many times because it's such a magic moment. She pulls the key out mm-hmm. and unlocks that padlock. The floodgate one? Yeah. Uh-huh. She unlocks the padlock and opens it up, and I, I didn't want to bother her. I, You know, I'm a citizen of Disneyland, but I'm so bad. I'm like, I just want footage of them letting me out of the park by lock and key. Because I know for people that follow my Disney adventures, they'll be like, he's a certified maniac. <laughs> but that moment of being on the street, quiet, yeah. nobody else there, and other people are like, well, we're going to go use the bathroom, we got to do- go do this. And I just stood there. I believe I was standing there with my bud, Louie, who gets to go in there because he works yeah, in the yeah. park. He's actually been in the park this, this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember standing there with my bud, and he's just like, you're loving this, man. You're, I'm mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I don't. Like, do you think she would see if I ran and hide? Um, but uh, it, it's just, it's such a magical place, and it's it's funny. Guys like us that have been there so many times, mm-hmm. we know every trail, every building. We know the pocket of space in between two places. Mm-hmm. 
It's like if you want to go there in your mind, you can go there. I've been doing that a lot. Oh, I know. <laughs> I actually made myself do it a few times because I was trying to re- like recount walking and backstage areas, like the things yeah. that I know I'd forget. What are the shutters on the Christmas shop? Oh, the uh, oh, that's it, over in uh, Fantasyland. Yeah. <sighs> what are the shutters? What are the shutters? Or I'll give you another one mm-hmm. too. What's on the mailbox at the Christmas shop? What's on the mailbox at the Christmas shop? Ooh, I don't know that one. I, 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 can't, I can't pull that one. There's a skull mm-hmm. on the mailbox because it used to be the sword shop. That's right. And then the Rest shutters. In peace. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I went in there, I'm like, what the hell? What is this? <laughs> like, who goes to Disneyland and comes home with a sword? <laughs> uh, the shutters are actually shaped like pine trees. Okay. They got pine trees like die cut in them. Just what did he just give you? I mean, you could destroy me all day. <laughs> I made myself do it because in my line of work, I have to, I know the ins and outs of all the attractions as well. Right. So I made myself, okay, I have to walk through the show building of Radio Springs Racers. I'm like, can I still do that in my head? And I was like, okay, yeah, I can walk through it and get out. I can walk through the building and do it out. Fascinating. So that's that was a thing. I was like, that's a thing that I'm going to have to redo in my head because I think I've walked it enough but there's only so many times I have to walk through pirate like through the building of pirates or through backstage of Space Mountain or through like racers because this is like taking you know specific guests or clientele that right. have access that right. way so I'm like now I have to recall that it's not like oh I'm just taking this family to a fast pass queue now it's do I remember how to walk them behind Rise of Resistance to walk in that way and I'm like do I remember that and I'm like okay I do I'm like making myself walk it in my head so question for you and tell me if this is out of bounds I'll, I'll just take it out let's do it when you go to the park with like an a-level mm-hmm. celebrity somebody who it could jeopardize their safety mm-hmm. and regular guest safety if they said oh so-and-so's at the park today and they're you know because if it if it were to get out on instagram that people knew that this musician or actor mm-hmm. or head of industry is there or head of states there it not only puts them in danger, it puts everybody else in danger because people are trying to get that pick and they're flooding. Yeah. So if you have somebody that's like ultra, ultra famous mm-hmm. and you have to do that back at, back routes thing, mm-hmm. right? Like they're going in all the rides from the back. Can they have fun doing that? And my second question is, if they have kids with them, are those kids getting a good... Di- I mean, I know they're not waiting in line and yeah. that sounds like a dream to everybody's listening, but like... Not seeing the front of Rise of the Resistance or not going under the Falcon before you ride it. Yeah. How is that experience different? And is there anything that you guys do to make that feel Disney for them? Because I know that once you get backstage, mm-hmm. the, the look of things changes quite drastically. Yeah, it's definitely not as fun. And I will tell you that certain individuals that I've hosted have asked to go the regular way despite the potential issues that could come with it but as long as they're okay with it it's fine but i'll show you as an example for guardians of the galaxy we walk them straight to the elevator so they miss all of the story like no rocket nothing damn it's just the elevator so in certain cases i've got to literally do the explanation of the attraction for them because (laughs) hold on (laughs) hey here's what you gotta do i gotta duck under the pipe like (laughs) (laughs) 
even better if they haven't even seen Guardians of the Galaxy because then it's just that, that it makes zero sense. What are we doing here? Like, what did I witness just now? Like, there I was thought a- this was the Tower of Terror. <laughs> but in that case, sometimes they miss the entirety of it. So in certain cases, our team has came up with a way to because Rise was a big thing for us because right. in certain cases that is such an integral piece to it that we had to figure out okay where are we going to have people enter this same thing like oh do we have them see Hondo if it's you know because now that's a big part of it because um, there are we yeah, work I mean, different ways everybody loves Ariel and under the sea <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts where I get to sit down with uh, the teams for attractions and we discuss. They ask, okay, what do you guys need? And this is what we need. And we have to kind of come to a middle ground of, right. you know, we have to be careful because these attractions are not set up to have somebody, a, a party of 10, just pop out of a door and now you're here. Surprise. Yeah, because the cast are trained to, we're working standby, we're working fast pass. This is what we do. So when we come, we actually kind of throw it off for them for a few moments so on certain attractions we we want to call ahead because we're all about safety we're all about um you know keeping everything organized so now they're aware that we're on our way so they can prepare because that's a huge thing you've seen them at space mountain count people like oh yeah they are flying cruising so, mm-hmm. so we end up we end up coming through a different way so we can like they're like oh 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 because now i i I literally have tossed a wrench right into the wheel when right. we show up. So right. we do our best to make sure everybody's counted, they're ready to go. But to answer your previous question, it is kind of weird for kids that we have to tell them. It's not like, you know, Imagineering didn't design the backstage areas too. So it's a little weird, you know. So like an example for people at home. And mm-hmm. I, this, you've told me nothing. This is all off my imagination. <laughs> the Rock is in the Jungle Book, right? Mm-hmm. Or the Jungle Cruise yes. movie that's coming out. Sorry, Jungle Cruise movie. So if The Rock were to go to Disneyland, mm-hmm. he is crazy yes. noticeable, right? Crazy, like crazy just because noticeable. of the volume of him and his shape, like you would know it's The Rock. So let's say The Rock was there and he had young kids with him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just thinking, like yeah, it's great to cut in line, but that would be such a different Disney experience to essentially be going around the outer perimeter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Just going from like warehouse to warehouse. Like hey, guess what's inside of this warehouse? Mm-hmm. A bunch of pirates. Yeah. Like that would be such an insanely different way. So. Tell me if we need to stop here, but mm-hmm. is there a price that somebody can pay to be after hours and to enjoy it without guests there, or is that not possible? No, they've never done anything like that before, and I'm, I'm, we've had it's it's been fun like thinking about possibilities of trying to create some kind of experience, but there is not a there's just a standard VIP tour, and then that tour ends up changing depending on the situation or whatever is attached to it. So I can say like if you know. Bob Iger comes down with his kids as a different kind of tour if I'm yeah. taking around, you know, a family. That's not stressful. <laughs> That's not stressful at all. So those things shift and they change. So there's no price you can pay to do anything more like that unless that was like already tied into what they were going to get from the beginning. Because I know like that, that there are, it's public knowledge that you can like rent parks of the park for like yeah. a wedding mm-hmm. or, you know, I know I Bobby Hundreds rented Tomorrowland mm-hmm. yeah. one year and he was telling like I interviewed him and I'm like you so you rented out part of Disneyland <laughs> and so I know that that's possible I just didn't know if there's a way because you know wham I'm a celebrity I'm rich I'm famous mm-hmm. but you know ignoring that person but thinking about their kids yeah very different way and my my last question is if you were to do a top level celebrity tour mm-hmm. where they can't go out into the park do you walk 
from all those things? Is there like a golf cart involved or is it like literally walking <laughs> from warehouse to warehouse? Like how do you get them everywhere? In certain cases, we you we are going on stage and then there's backstage. So we only do the backstage route when in our minds, from what we're watching, we feel like there is a safety concern. Right. Because of the way backstage looks, we are making it a point to not go there unless we have to do it. Right. I'm, I'm potentially in certain cases walking somebody by a dumpster backstage, right, right. which is the person that we're with understands it and the reason for it, but it's still just not a good look regardless. Like No, and and I know that the celebrity and like if they're their assistants with them, like they're in that world. They get used to seeing like the weird side of the hotel, right? Mm-hmm. They, they see the weird side of the airport. They would see the weird side of everything. I'm just wondering about what it's like for them to be like, hey, I want to have the experience of taking my daughters to Disneyland. Yeah. And and I'm thinking about it from a family dynamic when your dad or mom <laughs> is, is somebody, that person? Is somebody yeah. bizarro, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's probably really great to be really rich and really anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <so> nobody <laughs> but yeah, we make it a point to stay in the proper Disneyland DCA most of the time and leave that only as a... Um, a safety, a safety concern, a potential one. So, so we want to keep everybody safe, not just the person that we're hosting, but everybody around because that could cause all manner of issues. Um, and when it comes to attractions, so we're not, as like you said, as an example, walking the rock straight to the entrance of the Jungle Cruise, you know, that's a whole nother issue in itself. So um, all that stuff is designed to keep not only the cast, not the, the, the cast member from, you know, having their whole day go nuts in a few moments, but also keeping the people that are on tour safe and the people that are not on tour that happen to be in the area safe as well. So that's fun conversations that we get to have to kind of work out how those things are done. What a logistics. Uh, so oh, you'd love it. You'd oh, love it. Oh, <laughs> if not put, already. <laughs> put me a fly on the wall. I would eat. So, so in my mind, this is what I'm, what you just said, this mm-hmm. is how I interpret it in my brain. So you take the rock and his family, you go behind Main Street West. Mm-hmm. There's the Philander boat waiting there. <laughs> you get them in that boat. Hey, I- I'm going to be your Captain Chris today. Oh, look at these elephants. They brought their trunks. It looks like they're ready to swim. <laughs> and so you just go rip out in your own little boat. I would love and it. And then you park the Philander boat back in. You get them out, and then you go over to the next thing. Could you imagine if that's the way I would love was? it. I have thought, and I'm I, tell me if this is you too, that we have done that so often, I wonder how I would do on it. Oh, the Jungle Cruise? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Dude, this is what me and you need to do. <laughs> we need to do an episode where we take turns mm-hmm. being the skipper and then judge each other. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, I've, I've always wondered because I you've been on enough to know the spots, but now I'm wondering how would I how could I do it in a flow from beginning to oh end? And I've thought about that because I've I've sat on that boat more times than I can count it's, and you uh, hear those jokes. It, it's the one ride that I get on where I don't know where to put my eyes. <laughs> Just like constantly just, uh, looking around. Uh, back uh, <laughs> don't look at them directly. Like, I took a group of really, really like cool, uh, pretentious artists. I mean, I don't pretentious is a bad word, but I mean, these are guys that are like, you got to watch yourself around them because mm-hmm. they're like, they're insanely at the top of their game. You know, like <laughs> two of them just literally bought tickets to ride the Haunted Mansion. Like, that was awesome. Thanks for doing that. And then they just left. <laughs> Full price tickets. Because, like, oh, we got to go eat with, like, uh, we have dinner plans with, like, a crazy celebrity. And we got to, you know, like, mm-hmm. they literally just wanted me to show them the Haunted Mansion. 
ride it, have it explained to them, and then they're out. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the crew, we went on the, the Jungle Cruise because somebody's like, oh, I remember this as a kid. I want to go on it. And they were literally like looking at the jokes and looking at me and I'm like, just just don't just don't say anything. The one guy, <laughs> they, the, the, the woman said like the third joke and the one guy just goes, Wow. <laughs> wow. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, we don't. Let, we, let it ride. We, we don't heckle at Disneyland. We don't, like, and they were just like, when they got off the boat, they're like, and I think this is an ultimate compliment. They're like, I've never seen you that well behaved in public. <laughs> hey, dude, when I come through that gate, citizen of Disneyland, yep. out on the street, I would heckle that person to make them cry and go mm-hmm. home. In that park. Not eh, on Walt soil. Eh, those, oh. Looks like those elephants brought their trunks. They're going to go swimming. It oh. is what it is. <laughs> just look at your feet. It is. Oh, God. <laughs> I just often just stare at the water, mm-hmm. hoping to see a turkey leg float by. So I'm like, I had an adventure. <laughs> but I will say this. Bring me back that Jingle Cruise. I know it's seeing seeing people enjoy it at Magic Kingdom this year. I'm like, Ugh. I have that dream of that boat with the cracked speaker playing old timey Christmas music, mm-hmm. and I just want to float through the jungle with. Flander, let's end it here. Remember when I said this was going to be a quick episode? Oh, yeah. I think that was like, what, like an hour ago? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I should, everybody stop listening at the snowballs. <laughs> <laughs>